Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 264. That's right, 264. How are you doing? How are you doing, my friends? You know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna admit to some things about myself today. And I know for a fact that you're listening and you're listening in your cars and in your earphones and all of that kind of crap. You tell me a lot of you wonderful people listen to me on the way to work or the way back home from work and stuff like that. But if you're alone in your car, okay, or if you're alone someplace listening to this, I want you to admit it to yourself, to the rest of my sass bastards and to King Bastard, who would be me. You are some weird bastards, aren't you? I know I'm a weird bastard. I admit it, but you've known it. You've known me for almost four years now. You know you're weird, and I know I'm weird, and we all know we're weird. We're weird together. And I'm going to admit some stuff to you, my friends, and I want you to admit some stuff to yourself. Okay? You don't have to tell anybody, but you know. I found a grilled cheese sandwich that I bought a, a long time ago. Right. And I and at first I thought, well, maybe I, I was I'm such a busy man that I bought this grilled cheese sandwich and I found it in this place in my in the office. I found it because I probably was so busy make, doing such such great work and incredibleness that it fell someplace. And that's why it was there, because it beca- and that, that that's not what happened. I remember that later on, after thinking about it, why there was a grilled cheese sandwich hidden. It was hidden, damn it, because I was embarrassed that I had a grilled cheese sandwich after I said I wanted to eat right and work out. And in fact, there's a conceit in what I just said to you, because it wasn't just a grilled cheese sandwich. It was a grilled cheese sandwich on potato bread with bacon. Yeah, bacon. A grilled cheese sandwich with bacon, and I found it. Now, why was it hidden? It was hidden because I had just gone through this whole crap about telling people, oh, I'm going to eat right and work out and eat eat double diet water. And I'm going to have lettuce sandwich with lettuce meat in the middle of the lettuce and all of that and double diet lettuce and double. And I went out and bought a grilled cheese sandwich with bacon. And I was about to tear that crap up and someone walked into the house as I was about to open the paper. The thing I was thinking about it was not, you know, I, I'm really upset that after all this, I've made this big declaration. I began to eat better and work out. I made these big declarations and I told people because it's not that I was trying to shame myself, but I know that if there's eyes on me and I start to make a mistake, nobody's going to go, hey, you shouldn't do that. But they're going to give you that look like you bastard. All that crap you were talking about eating right and working out and look at you rolling up those Oreo cookies and that pizza dough, you fat bastard. By the way, I would never eat anything actually like that, but you get the point. So the person is coming up the steps. Hey, yes, I'll be up there in a minute. I want to talk to you about something. And all I'm thinking about is, why did I give that bastard a key? I know they usually watch the place when I'm out, but damn it, I'm not out. I'm in. And it's, and I'm thinking in my mind, can I actually jam this entire sandwich down my into my face run into the bathroom and act like i'm in the bathroom while i'm trying to chew it and eat it up while i'm in the bathroom i think i probably can but then again 
I would be eating a cheese and bacon sandwich in the bathroom and that crap's gross. So no, that's out of the question. Maybe I could take a bite of the sandwich, then hide it and then wait till they leave and then then eat the rest of the sandwich. But I also know if I get a big bite of that cheese and bacon goodness and they try to stop me, there's a good chance I might grab them by the belt buckle and throw them out the window. And as they go to the ground, they'll be like, why'd you do it? I'll be going, cheese, you bastard. Cheese. Splat. Damn. I think I just accidentally viciously murdered someone to eat a $3 sandwich. That's that, 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 okay. So maybe I can't eat the sandwich fast enough today. And they're almost up the steps. And now not only am I not going to eat the damn sandwich now, I can't even find a good place to hide it. I could have taken the sandwich and gone over by the heater, slipped it behind the heater. They would have been talking all of that crap. I could have very calmly just sat there talking. Yes. And all of that crap. All the while, the cheesy and bacon goodness would be sitting behind that heater, getting even cheesier and baconier and goodnessier. And then I'd get rid of their pump. Wait a second. And they'd start smelling the, the damn sandwich. And then they'd go, wait a second. Do I smell cheesiness and baconness and goodness somewhere in here? And I'd go, I don't know. Maybe the cat left something. And then they would go, you don't have a cat, fat boy. Where's the damn sandwich? And I don't even know what would be worse. The worst of them going, give me that damn sandwich, you fat bastard. You can't eat this and throwing it away or give me that damn sandwich, you bastard, and trying to eat it in front of me. In which case I would grab them by the belt buckle, walk over to the window and throw them out the window. And they would go, why'd you do it? And I'd have to go because you tried to eat my cheesy and bacon goodness, you bastard splat. Oh, either way, I wind up in jail. I can't do that. <sighs> he's at the top step. He opens the door. And as he's opening the door, I take the sandwich and throw it over to my shoulder. Then that's how it wound up in the weird place. And the whole time he's talking, I'm going, the more you talk, the more the cheesiness and the bacon goodness is going to be leaving the damn sandwich. And, and then he started talking about stuff that was actually important. And I went and helped him. And because I was out deal doing something important with my friend and helping my friend, I, and this will show you how important it is. I can't tell you what it is, but it was important enough to make me stop thinking about the cheesy and bacon goodness. And I go help the bastard. And then while I'm out, I start doing some some other stuff and writing some stuff and working on some stuff and thinking about doing episode number 264, a.k.a. the crap you're listening to right now. And surprisingly enough, I didn't plan on talking about cheesy bacon goodness on this episode, but I'm doing it. So some time goes by, not one day, several days, because if it was just one day. Okay, I'm not saying that I would eat the sandwich anyway, but I probably would have. <laughs> Don't judge me. You've done worse. Don't tell me none of you've done the five second rule when something hits the floor. I don't do that crap. If something hits the floor, there's my rule. The throw that crap in the trash rule is what applies to me. But back to me, damn it, you bastards. So some time goes by and I forget about the sandwich. And I'm working on some other stuff and doing some other things and writing some stuff and preparing for this and some other things I have working on that will come to fruition later on this year, hopefully. And I'm moving some stuff around and it falls down. And I don't know what fell down. I just knew something fell down. And I'm going, oh, crap, did one of my books fall down? Let me go get that. Then I look down and I see the wrecked, the, 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 the square bag. And I'm looking at it, and for, for some reason, I really don't even know what it is. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I pick it up, 
And I look at it and I go, oh, now I remember. I remember the potential cheesy and bacon goodness that was in this in this bag. And I remember that, you know, that room's actually kind of cold, right? I mean, it may, I mean, it went up to 60 degrees, but a lot of times at night it went down to below 40. So the majority of the time this room was below 40 degrees. I pick up the bag and I look at the bag and I pull out the rectangle, the little square, the little, the little square shaped thing. And I pulled it out of the brown bag and now it's an aluminum square that was tightly wrapped up. I said, well, this is actually wrapped up very tightly, right? I don't have any bugs here, but I'm sure if I, if I did have bugs, the bug couldn't have gotten this. <laughs> and I place it on the table. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, hmm. you know, bacteria doesn't really start to grow till around 40, 40 degrees. And it's still less than 40 degrees in this room right now. Mm-hmm. So technically, if the bacteria is on this sandwich, I mean, they would, they would not be active right now. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm just saying potentially that the, the sandwich technically potentially could be edible you know what i'm saying it's not like you know because they make because it was cold hmm, I'm wonder, i mean i'm not going to eat the sandwich i'm just wondering what it looks like i'm just curious as a person who likes science i'm gonna i'm gonna put, peel back the first one and i peel back and i'm waiting to see something green but i do not see anything green so that means that the bread did not go bad and the bread is most more likely to go bad than the stuff inside the cheese and the meat so let's see well the bread looks pretty good i'll open up and i'll open up the other square and then i open up the other side and i look at it now i'm seeing now and i flatten out the aluminum foil and the sandwich is there but i'm going maybe it's bad on the bottom of the sandwich so i pick up the sandwich and I flip it over and it's not bad on the bottom of the sandwich so if the bread doesn't look bad I'm wondering if the meat inside the bacon goodness and the cheese goodness I'm wondering if the bacon and cheese goodness looks as good I pulled this bread back and the bacon and cheese goodness still looks virtually the same as the bacon and cheese goodness that I saw the person making on the grill and cutting in front of me as I anticipated the cheesy and bacon goodness and I looked at it and I gave it some thoughts Hmm. I remember the plans I had made for the sandwich before my friend came up the steps. I remember about anticipating the cheesy and bacon goodness that would happen. And I was anticipating and I was going to, hmm. And now I know no one will be bothering me for a few days. I mean, I may get some phone calls, but nobody's going to come over. So, you know, whatever decision I make, no one will know about it. I mean, not that I would make the decision to eat a several days old sandwich that was behind something. I'm just saying that if I, in fact, did do that, no one would know about it. <laughs> Am I the only one that's been in a situation like that? I told you before in an earlier episode about the stomped cupcakes. You know, so those of you that have been with me for a while, you know what I'm referencing. Those that don't go listen to every episode of this podcast until you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. That's your assignment. But I gave some serious thought to actually eating that sandwich. Isn't that stupid and crazy and nuts and disgusting? Right? I mean, I should have immediately just picked that sandwich. Oh, damn, I left the damn sandwich. That's gross. Balled it up and thrown it in the trash can. But um, that's not what happened. The S machine actually sat at the desk and looked down at the unwrapped several days old grilled cheese sandwich. And I'm actually contemplating. Not seriously. I mean, it's if there was a, if there was a number that we could assign to what I'm feeling right now, it's 80% this shit's gross, 20%. 
what the hell you got to lose? Why not? And quite frankly, it should be 100 to zero, but it wasn't. When I sat there looking at it. And this is really stupid because I still at that time had my coat and shirt and everything on and my car keys in my hand. And the store that I bought this from was still open and it wasn't that far away. I could have said, you know what? Now that I've seen this, I really want another one of these sandwiches. Why not? No one's going to be around. I can bust. In fact, I can eat two. How the hell are they going to know? Right. I could have just walked back down the steps, driven there in about seven minutes, walked in there and said, hey, hey, what's going on? S? Yeah, man. Give me one of them. Yeah, I know what you want. You want the, you wanted the, the grilled cheese with the bacon on it, right? Yeah. Throw a tomato on there, too. I want it to be healthy. <laughs> F y'all. <laughs> I could have done that. But I'm looking at the damn sandwich. And I'm thinking I'm going to pick this up. And I'm going to throw it in the trash. And I grab the side of it. And I'm about to get up and the sandwich broke in half because it was cut. And as I raised it up. I was intending on throwing it in the trash and I looked down at it and I could look at the sandwich and I could see the bacon and cheese goodness. And I said, let me see. I should just smell it. If it's bad, I can smell that it's bad and I'll know, you know, not that I'm going to eat it, but I just want to find out. <laughs> and it does not smell bad. And I sat there looking at the sandwich. And as the friend, as I glanced down at the sandwich to look at the sandwich, I noticed that it was about three o'clock and I look at the sandwich and I'm thinking that a couple of seconds has gone by and I look back up at the clock. And when I look down, it was three Oh two and I look back up. It's now three twelve. I literally was staring at the sandwich for 10 seconds because I've just been eating salads and diet water. I could go buy another one, but this one's right here. And as I said, it didn't look bad, didn't smell bad. It's one of those moments where a devil pops up on your shoulder. Look, man, eat that crap. Right? I mean, come on, man, it ain't the worst thing you've eaten. You've eaten, come on, man, you you, 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 a, you a professional comedian. You've been on the road before. Remember that time you bought a pizza on Monday? Right, you left it on the table. You you, did, you were at that club. You did fourteen shows at that club, and you was about to leave, and you were going to go to the McDonald's before you left. But you realized that you had to catch a bus back to Philadelphia, where you lived at the time. And you you saw that pizza sitting there, and you walked over to it. You opened up the box. You looked at it. You said it didn't look too bad, and that was there for a week. This is only about three days. The sandwich been behind that thing. This that was a whole week, and you did a whole bunch of shows. I had a whole bunch of people at your house, well, at your condo that you was in that they rented for you. And then now you got to look at that thing. Look at it. That, that pizza look at that thing it's got two slices left and it's been sitting on that table the whole time and what did you do you walk right over to it you open up that box you took a look at it you smelled it you lifted it up and then you ate that crap and then what happened nothing pizza tasted damn good after that all that time didn't it yeah actually it kind of did yeah and then nothing happened to you did it Right? Did you, you were on a long bus ride. You didn't get sick. You didn't lose any time. You played all the gigs you had lined up. Nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. You the same guy you were back then? I know that was 20-something years ago. So what, man? Technology has gotten better. I'm pretty sure that cheese technology has improved so drastically over time that cheese can actually last longer and be better. So do it, man. Do it. <laughs> Hello, it's Anthony. Oh, hi, Angel. Don't do it. I know what the devil on your shoulder is saying to you right now. 
He's telling you should eat that sandwich. And I'm telling you right now, it has nothing to do with cheese technology. I don't even know. I mean, he, he, he comes up with some really stupid crap to get you to do things that you know you're not supposed to do. But I mean, I mean excuse me, just devil, really? Cheese technology? Look, I'm, I'm working here. Just shut up. I'm, it's my time to talk, you bastard. Listen, it's not about cheese technology or anything like that. Do you know what it's really about? It's about you deciding that you want to get back in shape permanently. And you deciding you want to be the best that Anthony you can be. And you deciding that you want to go someplace and you want to be able to take off your shirt and walk around without people going, you look good for your age or, or, you know, having women chant sit ups, sit ups, sit ups as you walk down the street. Also relatives chanting sit ups, sit ups, sit ups as you walk around your house. Or you looking in the mirror and chanting, sit ups, sit ups, sit ups at yourself. Don't you want to be the healthiest as Anthony you can be? Yeah, I do. Well, then you can't eat that sandwich. It's not about whether the sandwich is good or bad. Didn't you feel guilty when you bought that sandwich when it was fresh off of the grill? Yeah, I kind of did. Exactly. Even then you knew it was the wrong thing to do. Even then you knew you shouldn't do it. So why now, after two or three days, with a sandwich that was behind the, the thing that had, where it fell, you, I mean, if you didn't feel well, you weren't ashamed of it, why'd you throw it over your shoulder when your friend walked into the room? You got a point there. He does not have a point. Over here. Yes, devil. First of all, let me just say this. The angel on your shoulder, he's a huge punk. That's the first thing I want to say. Second, I mean, does he, is he ever here? When you when you when you're doing good to congratulate you, no, and when you do stupid shit, I'm right there going high five, right? Yeah. So who do you have a closer relationship with? Um, I don't really have a closer relationship with either one of you because you're just basically figmentations of my imagination. Oh yeah, that's true. So uh, quite frankly, I'll be honest with you. Uh, both of y'all need to shut the fuck up and get out my face. This is a decision I'm going to have to make myself without any input from from you two douchebags. You're getting kind of ungrateful there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, really, really? I mean, this is a... Yeah, really. Fuck both of y'all. This is a decision I'm going to have to make. So I look down at the damn sandwich. And I realize that this is something I can't do. Not just because the sandwich may be bad or may be good, but because I know that I don't deserve this sandwich. I don't deserve it. Not yet. I'd only get a treat every five pounds or so. And I missed my opportunity. I got another two pounds to go before I deserve to buy that, to, to eat that sandwich. And damn it, I deserve a fresh one. So I picked it up, I balled it up like the piece of temptation it was and threw that shit in the trash. You're damn right. But if you really think about it, nothing illustrates you leaving fat bastardness like the simple fact that you find a grilled cheese sandwich someplace. I'm sure healthy people don't find salads someplace. Healthy people don't find salads places. Healthy people and fit people don't hide salads when somebody walks into the room. If you're one of the people that listen to me and you're in really good shape and you eat right and you exercise, you're looking great and feeling great. And somebody walks into your house and catches you eating the salad. You don't go, oh, no, the shame. <laughs> no, you don't. 
But those of us that are still overweight and working on it, and I know that some of my audiences also, come on now, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there before where you're eating something and somebody walks in and you're going, oh God, no, don't let them see me eating this cupcake. Even though I lost 10 pounds and I deserve this cupcake and they won't say anything about this cupcake, I still don't want them to see me eating this cupcake. You've been there, you bastards. So, like I said, I threw the grilled cheese sandwich in the trash. I did not eat it. And I felt good about it. Temptation right in my face. Nobody would have known about it. I would have gotten away with it. But I didn't do it. And it feels good to do good things for yourself, doesn't it? It feels good to do good things, period, you know? Because I was at the supermarket today and I bought some stuff and I was going to, I bought two newspapers, one for myself and one for a relative that lived on the way back to my house. And the guy at the counter was distracted and he actually only, he only beeped one of the newspapers, one of the newspapers. I literally could have walked out with two newspapers, but I said, hey, kid. Yes, sir. You only buzzed. One of the newspapers, you only beeped one of the newspapers. If you look at, look at the screen. Oh, oh my goodness. There's only one newspaper there. Yes. Oh, thank you, sir. Clip beep. So I didn't want to get you in trouble. Oh, I, well, nothing wouldn't happen to me, but, but, but thank you, sir. And I walked out of the supermarket and I felt good. I felt really good. I know it was only a couple of bucks or whatever the newspaper cost, but I did the right thing. And just like with that sandwich, doing the right thing felt good. And I felt good and I walked out. I walked out and I could almost hear the theme song from Saturday Night Fever. Why? Because I was a man who did the right thing. Yeah. Then I went into the car lock, stabbed six people and drove off with somebody's Porsche. I never said I was an angel. F y'all. <laughs> Segment over. All right, folks, I'm going to start to tell you guys some, 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 something that's the truth. Now, I know that I have some young, have my, like a, a big chunk of my audience is young people, 18 to 34, and let the yes machine help you out. The people that are 35, 40 and up, my older, the, the other third of my audience that's, that's older, I got news for you. You already know some of this crap, but, but maybe some of you don't. But I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. If this rings true, it means someone already told you. If it doesn't ring true, I'm now telling you, and I would just like to say right now for the record, if you don't know, the world doesn't give a crap about your punk ass. Sorry. You know, and everybody goes through the whole thing where now everybody gets trophies and everybody gets this and everybody gets that. And I guess that's cool when a person, when a kid's really, really young. But sometimes when the person gets older, people tend to tell their children and their relatives how special they are. What they need to say is how special you are to me. You're special to me. But what about the rest of the world? Oh, the rest of the world don't give a shit. You got to tell your kid. Well, don't say shit. They don't give a crap. You got to let the kids know that crap. Because when you go out into the real world, my friends, sometimes it's kind of a crappy place. Most people don't give a crap about you. They don't hate you. They're not evil. They just don't give a crap about you. You don't believe me? Well, let me ask you. Has anyone ever cut in front of you in traffic? Of course they have. Why did they do that? 
because they didn't give a crap about you. They know they were inconveniencing you. They know that maybe they might have been slightly endangering the health of your vehicle and maybe even your health. But it didn't matter. You're both, you're going 60. They went up to 80. They jumped in front of you because they could. They could have waited their turn like normal people do. They could have done that. But why would they do that when they can just inconvenience you, a person that they don't give a crap about? Oh, yeah. You ever try to get a parking space and have someone cut in front of you in the parking space? Of course you had this happen to everybody. And why did they do that? They knew that if they, they were having a hard time looking for a parking space, that means everybody else is having a hard time looking for a parking space. And instead of getting a parking space legitimately or paying to park their car or driving around like everybody else to get a parking space, they see the parking space, they see you going to the parking space, and then they pretend like they don't see you going to the parking space, and then they take the parking space. What did they do? They made you have to keep driving around, had to keep driving around why because they don't give a crap about your punk ass that's why because the world does not give a crap about your punk ass sorry and i know it's a hard thing to deal with it's a hard thing to deal with but ask yourself an honest question other than when there's a massive tragedy, you know, some kind of attack or something bad happened to somebody somebody grand somebody's grandma gets sick just everyday stuff do you really give a crap what happens to somebody else? Come on, be honest. And I know what you're thinking. You're going, wait a minute, man. What about you, huh? Why are you putting that off on the sass bastards? Do you give a crap about other people? <laughs> no. Now, do I want anything bad to happen to people? No. I personally would never steal a parking space. Wouldn't do it. If you listen to the earlier segment, I actually could have taken that newspaper from that punk ass kid because he didn't scan it. And I could have walked out with a free newspaper, but I chose not to do that. But I'll be honest with you. If I'm walking down the street and I see two dudes fighting and they look like they're roughly the same size and have roughly the same abilities. Could I walk out and go, hey, brothers, don't kick each other's ass. You know what I do? That looks about even. And I keep on going. Yeah, I said it. Right. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Right. I'm the kind of person that likes to help folks. And I got really. I'm driving down the street. And I see a domestic abuse situation. And I step in. Hey, buddy. Damn it. You'll not hit that woman, you bastard. And he hits the woman. And I say, hey, that's wrong. And I get up to the dude. I say, hey, buddy, why don't you hit me, punk? Why don't you hit me, you bastard? I'm a dude. Why don't you kick my ass, damn it? And I see something heading towards my head from the right side. It's a bottle. And she's swinging it. And I'm thinking, man, she's really going to kick his ass with that bottle. And I realize, no, she's trying to hit me. And I'm going, I was trying to keep this dude from kicking the shit out of you. Mind your business, mother jumper. And I walk away. And they're looking at like, you believe this guy? We were just trying to have a conversation with each other's face with our fists and, and objects. And he's getting in the way. And I'm going, oh. And I was mad. I am driving around mad. I'm trying to help her. And if I didn't have quick reflexes, she would have bounced that bottle off the back of my head. And if you get it, once you get hit in the back of the head with something, you don't know what people could do. They could have stomped the crap out of me, stabbed me, shot me, beat me up, took my wallet. They could have done all sorts of crap while I was knocked out. I don't know. And I, I, I got out and tried to help somebody. And they were going to, she tried to bust me up and he was going to kick my ass too. And I'm like, all I wanted to do was go home and have a bowl of cereal.
bastards. Now, maybe it's the kind of maybe something like that is the kind of thing that makes you a little jaded for a while. It kind of sticks with you for a while. And it doesn't really change who I am as a person. I'll try to help people if I can. But it kind of made me jaded. So after that situation with the couple that almost busted my head open for trying to keep them from killing each other, I drive by. And like I just said, I see two dudes about to whoop each other's ass. And instead of going, hey, brothers, don't do that. I'm like, fuck both of y'all. I should beat up both of y'all just to. Because I'm still mad about those other two jackasses. You jump out of the car. Listen, you two dudes. Don't you realize that fighting doesn't solve anything? You two bastards. You then then they kick the shit out of me, and I get back in the car. I can't believe I think that this is the second time, bastards. Okay, the second part didn't happen, but it kind of just changed me a little bit. It made me a little more cynical about things. It really, really did. Right? You turn on the TV and what do you see? You see nothing but a bunch of politicians. We all know they're lying sacks of crap. We all know they're doing bad stuff to us. We all know that they're giving tax breaks to people that don't give a crap about us. We all know that they're screwing the middle class and the poor people. We all know they're doing that crap. And what do we do? We vote for their punk asses anyway because that's the way it's always been. And why do we vote for politicians that do bad stuff to other people? Because you don't give a crap. Because they don't give a crap. Because nobody gives a crap about other people. Damn it. So what do we do? Can we just abruptly start giving a crap about people? Hmm? I don't know. It would be nice if we could just abruptly start giving a crap about people. I would love it if that if that would happen. I'm working on it, for my, working on it myself. As I said in an earlier segment, I felt good about walking out of that place with the two, with the newspaper. But I'll be honest with you, there was a time where I would have given serious thought to going, <laughs> thanks for the free newspaper, jackass. I'm not saying I would have done it, but I would have given it serious consideration. I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to get back to being my normal, happy-go-lucky self. But it's kind of hard to do. Like I said, you turn on the television, you turn on the news, and what do you see? A bunch of people just actively going, who can we screw and how can we do it? Uh, I will cut this funding and we'll cut that funding and we'll stop that and we'll block that and we'll stop this and we'll do that. Any, what else is the person, people, anybody, anything good that can help people? We're going to cut that out, get it out of there. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? Now, maybe I'm just feeling a little annoyed today. Maybe I'm just a little bummed out today. And maybe when episode 265 comes out, I'll be back to my normal, happy-go-lucky, weird story-saying self. But I'm telling you, this is kind of, I'm just kind of bummed out right now. They always say, you got to vote, your vote counts. And I believe that. I believe if you're going to vote, you should vote your best interest. But you should also vote for the best interest of people in general. It can't always just be about what you want. Because, quite frankly, it's impossible in a country with 330 million people and a planet with a 7.4 billion people that everybody is happy with everything. You're going to have to compromise with other people. That's just the way it works. If you're a married person, quite frankly, you're going to have to compromise. We all know what you want as a dude. You want your wife naked 24-7 and you want to be on top of her making animal sounds and she wants you, you know, to go back to your job. 
<laughs> hey, come on now. We're married now. Everything's got to go my way so you don't get to wear any clothes. You just take everything off and I constantly bang you. Yes, but um, the bills are going to be have to be paid. And, um, you know, you wanted me to stay home and, and, and have this and, and with the kid, you know, until, until, until you know, for in a few months to get there, maybe even a year and then go back to work. And since you decided that you wanted me to, to, to take time off and stay with the baby, um, you know, you're going to have to kind of, you're going to have to kind of go to back. You're going to have to go to work. You, you can't quit your job. Yeah. But you see, I, as I've already stated, I just want to do nothing but bang you. Yes, but we'll be living in the street. And if you, if you haven't noticed, we have a baby and a mortgage to pay. <sighs> Can we just compromise? I'll bang you 12 hours a day and I'll work at Arby's. That's you. you you're, you're, a, you're a business owner. You can't just shut the business down and bang me 12 hours a day. It doesn't work that way. Oh, it's all about you, isn't it? I know. I wonder what would, I wonder what would happen if I actually uh, had everything I wanted, you know? If I could just snap my fingers and have everything in the world that I want. And, I, and the funny thing about it was I thought about it because I always see people when they win the uh, Powerball lottery and things of that nature. They they can basically essentially do whatever they want at that point. If you got four or five hundred million dollars in the bank, there's really nothing you can't have, you know. But then I realized if I had five hundred million bucks, you know what I would be doing? I would be doing a podcast. I would be doing stand-up comedy. I'd probably I'd have a nice, nice house and a nice car, and that would be about it. You know, I don't I don't need a lot of stuff. I mean, quite frankly, a lot of the money I would use just probably just to help a bunch of people, as many people as I can. Hmm. Come to think of it, just thinking about it, I realize that maybe. Maybe I do care about other people. Maybe I do give a crap about what other people, you know, think and feel. Maybe I do give a crap. Wait a minute. If I give a crap about what other people think, maybe other people actually give a crap about what other people think. Maybe people do actually care about each other and do give a crap. Maybe I was wrong. Hmm. Interesting. You know what? I take back everything I just said. I'm not going to say that the world doesn't give a crap about you. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say the world just exists and you kind of got to make the best of it that you can. It's not against you. It's not for you. It just is. Yeah, I think that works better. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, it works better for me. The world doesn't doesn't give a crap it's not that the world doesn't give a crap about you it's just that the world is and you have to make the best of it yeah that sounds better that works better on the t-shirt i guess i want to have to call up the t-shirt dude and tell him to 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 to, to stop making those the world doesn't give a crap t-shirts man hmm maybe i should probably rethink my philosophies before i make large orders for t-shirts hmm also, I did not make any orders for T-shirts. <laughs> All right, segment over.
You know what, guys? Every time I go on YouTube, I like to, you know, sometimes when I go on YouTube, I like to go on YouTube to do some research. I like to go to YouTube and watch wacky videos. I already told you guys before that one of my favorite uh, guilty pleasures is watching jackasses on dashcam videos. I love that crap. But a lot of times you go on, you know, you'll see these secret society videos. The people that secretly run the country. The people that secretly run the milk industry. You know what they're putting in the milk? They're putting something in the milk that at some point in the future was going to allow a satellite to cross the Earth's path and turn you into a slave, zombie, slave, zombie, slave. And then they will make you the milk and you begin all of that crap. But I'm telling you, there's a society that isn't secret. I'm not worried about secret societies. I'm worried about the societies that aren't secret. And one of the societies that ain't secret is the can't take a hint society. Because there's a whole lot of bastards in that crap. A whole lot of people are in the can't take a hint society. And you know them. I remember when I was, was a girl I was dating when I lived in another city. And I would always go to her place because my place... Well, it was full of equipment. And I was one of, I'm one of those dudes that if I'm in full work mode, whatever my house, at, when I was younger, whatever the place looked like, it looked like whatever I was working on at the time. Okay. You'd see boxes all over the place, equipment and crap that I was doing stuff with, luggage and all of that crap because I was almost never there. Essentially, I could have, I mean, the way that I lived at that particular time, I could have lived just as well lived in a storage facility, right? All I needed to do, if they had a storage facility with a shower in it, I would have been cool because I was never there. The only reason I was around as much as I as I was at the time was because I wanted to see the ladies, whatever lady, whatever lady I was seeing at the time. So I tended to be over their place. Right. And at that time in my life, I tended to date the kind of lady that always needed to be the center of attention, not when they were not the walking around naked center of attention, but the mother, the mother bear of everybody. Everybody comes to her. Everybody comes. Everybody comes to her for advice. And everybody came to. Hang out there. Her place was like the place where everybody had to be, which was fine because I liked her friends. I liked her friends. I enjoyed 90% of her friends and the 10% I didn't enjoy were tolerable because the only time I saw them was when it was in a large group. I never had to deal with their dopey asses individually, but the group cool. But the thing was, they knew me and they knew her and they knew me and they knew her and they knew us and they knew we were together for a long period of time, you know, for for being in your teens and 20s. Long period of time is like a year. Right. So we had been getting longer than that. So obviously, after a couple has been together for a certain amount of time, even though you don't actually see the sex, you know what's happening. If you're an adult couple, and you've been together for a little while. Everyone can just assume a boom, boom. Boom jiggy boom the boom jiggy jiggy boom boom jiggy boom the boom jiggy jiggy boom boom jiggy boom the boom jiggy jiggy boom boom jiggy boom and that means banging. So I didn't didn't really bother me too much when I would just show up at her place and there would be somebody there, whether it be a girlfriend or some dude who was a friend of hers from work. Now, a lot of people will go, you walked into your woman's house and there was a dude there. Weren't you jealous? Nah, I could tell they weren't doing anything. You, you could, they weren't doing nothing. I found out later. Obviously, they weren't doing anything. I knew that they weren't doing anything. So it didn't really bother me because there was always someone in there running their damn mouse because she lived close to her job. Not a big deal. I, I mean, I really really wasn't worried about it. I wasn't worried about another guy. What really bothered me the most was the amount of time they spent at the house. 
the amount of time men and women they spend at the house because I would come over and I'd want to spend some quality time with my woman. I'd want to sit there with the nuggle and the you girl, you girl, the hug up girl and this and touch that and kiss that and lick that and touch that and squeeze that and whisper that and talk that in private moments and all of that crap. But you can't do that when there's a bunch of people at the table in the kitchen talking about stupid crap louder than you're talking on the couch. Right? You go into your bed, you go into your, you go to your girl's house to pick her up and you realize she's still asleep. You walk into the bedroom and you go in there and there's three girls in bed with her because they went out drinking the night before and you're going and you're looking at me. You could tell by the way that they're sleeping. It was just three girls sleeping. I was hoping that there would be, you know, some action going on, but no. Granted, I still kept the picture of them all you know, in their pajamas on the bed. I, I stored that away for later. I'm not going to say how I used it, but I've used it recently. <laughs> Don't judge me, F y'all. So, <laughs> right? But it was really a pain in the neck because they were always there. It was like a frat house, but we were in a relationship and it was a pain in the ass. Right? Because there'd be times I would show up and it was just supposed to be her and me. And it should have just been we. Right, I show up and I walk in and they got the music going and she's got the music going. Insert R&B classic, right? And I'd walk in there and there'd be the candles going and she was sitting there in a robe and I knew there was nothing under the robe because I know what her body looks like naked and I know what her body looks like under the robe with underwear on and I know what her body looks like naked under the robe with no underwear on and I'm looking at her and I can see that her body is naked under there but no underwear on and I'm glad there's no underwear on because I'm about to walk over and jump on top of her and get it on right and I pick her up and I'm about to take her back to that room and you know what I'm going to do. It rhymes with banging the crap out of her. And there's a knock on the door. And I go, don't answer. Then she goes, they know we're here. Both of our cars are out front. And we can't see. And that says, well, she, 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 she goes, you go wait in the back. And I'm like, good. She's going to get rid of that, whoever that is. And I'm going to tear that body up. I'm going to tear that girl up real good. And I'm sitting there. I said, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? And I'm going to take off all this crap and I'm going to go to the drawer where she got them drawers she wanted me to wear because she likes when I wear those drawers. I'm going to put them drawers on. I'm going to lay there and she's going to come in there and I'm going to be laying in them drawers and she's going to go, hey, you look good. I'm going to say you look good too. Then I'm going to tear that thing up. Yeah, I'm going to work her like a summer job. And it's been 20 minutes. Not a problem. Maybe she's just maybe she wants to solve the problem real quick with this person. And then I hear the TV come on. And I'm going why is the TV? Oh, maybe it's one of them adult films. Maybe she's putting on an adult film and I'm going to go out there and the adult film is going to be on and I'm going to jump on top of the couch and tear that girl up real good. It's a comedy. I don't mind banging to a comedy. No big deal. I walk out the room and I got my drawers on and then they, 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 her girlfriend's still there. And I'm standing there. Let's, how, can, how, how can I put this? Um, I'm wearing nothing but drawers and apparently she either she thinks I'm snug smuggling a cucumber and then some and then two pieces of circular fruit out in my pants shoplifting for my girlfriend's house. So she knows there's a boner the size of California. And then she's looking at me. She goes, um, this is a bad time. And I'm going, no, I'm just standing here with a massive erection in my underwear. 
and you're talking to my girlfriend and this massive erection should not be where you could see it. It should be really, really, it should be someplace where it can't be seen, which is what the plan was. Then I walk back into the room and then as I'm walking out, she goes, you're right. He, that is some good stuff you got. You got some good stuff there, girl. And I, even though I appreciated the compliment so much so that I walked back out and acted like I was getting something so she could get another look at my butt. And I mean, I did not do that. I, <laughs> F y'all. But the thing was, you would figure it. Most people would see that you walk out there with a bone of the size of California and the girl is sitting there, obviously in a robe, but not knowing that you were about to do some serious work because I was about to tear that my woman up. I was about to put that work in. And most people would have said, oh, my God, you were about to bang the crap out of each other. You know, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll talk to you tomorrow. She did not talk to her tomorrow. She kept talking and they laughed. He is in pretty good shape. You're right. He's cute. Like she hadn't seen me before, but she was probably talking about my junk, which I was okay with and wish I hadn't recorded her saying that. <laughs> F y'all. So I'm in the bed and I go to sleep. Right. And I wake up and I went, it was like, you know, it was like two and a half hours had passed and I'm, I'm pissed off. And she walks into the room. I'm so sorry, but she really just needed to talk. And I'm like, yeah. You know, and I was about to go, listen, we got to discuss boundaries and stuff like that. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. This was some time that was supposed to be just us. I was going to say that, but she took off her rope. So I forget, forgot what I was going to say and banged the crap out of her. But they just kept showing up all the time. We'd be going out on a date. She'd be, well, we'd be walking around hand in hand, looking all each other, looking at each other, lovey, dovey, lovey, dovey. And one of her friends would drive by. And instead of just waving and going, hi, guys, they'd see us sitting at an outdoor cafe. And then they would join us. What the hell are you joining? But I'm sitting there buying roses for my woman. And you two dopes get out of the car. And you want to start talking about some other crap. And I'm going, great. And this was even as this was as frustrating as when we I was when she was in the robe in their place because she was wearing the you're going to get some tonight outfit. And if you're a man and you're in a relationship, whether you're married or living with someone, you know what I'm talking about. You know the dress your wife wears when she's saying we're definitely having sex when we come back. You know what the cologne she wears when she's saying you're definitely going to be getting some delicious buttocks. You know when you see her walking around getting dressed and you take a peek in there real quick and you see the panties and bra she's wearing. And those are the you're definitely getting some panties and bra. You know which ones I'm talking about. Not the regular panties and bra where you don't know whether you're going to get any. But there's the I'm definitely giving him some panties. And I was over there when she got dressed and she had on the definitely getting some panties. And I'm going great. And then she put on the definitely going to get some dress. So I had the definitely going to get some panties and definitely going to get some dress. So I was, you know, definitely going to get some. And I'm thinking the faster I mean, I'm thinking, listen, I, I, I do want to spend the day with her. But the faster I get this meal over, I can make an excuse to go back to the house. And if I can make an excuse to go back to the house and I get her back to the house, I can get back to her house uh, and park in her garage. And that's a euphemism for banging her. And uh, then, then <laughs> but then these two dopes come out and start talking about stuff. And it was actually entertaining. I was actually entertained by what they were talking about, and engaged in the conversation. And then I would get lost in the conversation. <laughs> and then I would look to my left and I'd see her body. And I'm thinking I should be home right now doing things with her. And I realized that we sat at that damn table for five hours. I mean, I eventually went home and banged the crap out of each other anyway, but 
I should have spent that five hours banging, not talking. Because her friends were all part of the society, the they can't take a hint society. All of my friends, none of my friends is part of that society. All of my friends, if you tried to give them the can't take a hint society card, they'd rip that crap up and burn it. My friends don't play that crap. There was a time my friend was in some serious problems. He came to my place and my woman was there. I came to the door and I said, hey, what's up, man? And he looked down and he saw I wasn't wearing a shirt and I was wearing pajamas and it was eight o'clock. And he's like, what the hell are you wearing in your pajamas? Oh, she's here. And I looked at him and I gave, he goes, yeah, well, there's two dudes outside that are going to kill me but you know I know you trying to get laid and then he went back outside and was viciously murdered and it was a shame but at least he knew not to interrupt sex with my girlfriend <laughs> let's have a moment of silence for my friend it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday okay back <laughs> I'm just kidding my friend did not come to the house and I, I turned him away because I wanted to get laid and he went outside and was viciously murdered obviously that was a little bit of a humorous conceit added to this story to make you smile and make you laugh that did not happen <laughs> he was just viciously beaten he's still alive <laughs> maybe that's true maybe it isn't that's really none of your business but what I'm saying <laughs> But what I'm saying is, it's like, it's like I, I never understood the people that just cannot take a hint. It doesn't even necessarily have to be sex. It could be something as simple as you got work to do. You know, you tell people you got work to do. I got to work on this project and it's got to be done by five Friday at five. I'm almost done, man. Don't call me till Saturday. Don't call me till Saturday. Hey, man, I just wanted to call you up and talk about something stupid and really, really uh, waste enough of your time and, and use the, our relationship and the closeness of our relationship and our brotherly love for each other to blackmail you into talking about this stupid crap, this stupid crap I want to talk about, even though it's probably endangering the project that you're working on. I don't have friends like that. So all I'm saying right now is if they got people around you that are part of the can't take a hint society, what you need to do is you need to take their card and rip that crap up. Make them quit the society, damn it. Make them quit the society. My next three girlfriends, they had friends that were part, she had friends that were part of the can't take a hint society. But you know what I did? I walked over to the girl because I was in a similar situation. This time I kept my pants on and I walked over. I said, can, you, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, listen, uh, you know, she would, I would love to be, she, you know, you know, you know, we're, we're kind of having a moment here. Listen, um, you know, is there any way you could call her back in like two hours? Cause I'm really going to, I'm, I'm going to take her in the back and I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear that. I'm going to wear her out. I'm going to put some real good, 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 good loving on it. I'm going to tear my tear that up. So, um, it's going to take me about, about two hours to tear that, that tear up real good. She's going to need about an hour to recover. So call her in about three hours. And she goes, Oh, okay. That's great. I said, you know, now, now granted, if, um, if you, if you would like to, you know, take a quick shower and, and come in the back and, and, and let's let all three of us bang the crap out of each other. Then, um, you know, then it would, it's going to take longer because you, you, you're, you're, I mean, my, my woman is incredibly attractive, but you're also a gorgeous woman. And even though I never thought of you in that, in a romantic way, because you're a friend of my girl or girlfriend, um, you are a, a hot woman. I would, I would, I would also like to bang the crap out of you if she's okay with it. So, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll go discuss it with her. And then she goes out, she goes, you sick bastard, and then leaves and ends the friendship. And she goes, what does she leave? I'm going, I don't know why. I just asked her what time it was. And she said she wanted to bang me. And I told her that was inappropriate. <laughs> None of that happened. <laughs> but what I did do is, I, is I'm at the point now where I, I've, uh, you know, I, I know how now to, um, 
put boundaries up so I never have that awkward conversation with people. I have no one around me, nor will I have anyone around me that is part of the can't take a hint society. They got to go. They got to go. Yeah, I said it. By the way, uh, uh, if that lady that that was a friend of my girlfriend back in the day, that you know, I mean, we're not. I've been, we haven't been with her for like eight, nine years. So I was wondering, you know, you know if you if you want to stop by and bang, that's that's okay, because I'm not with her. And I understand y'all. When I heard through the grapevine, y'all not friends anymore. So, and she's you know she's out of the country, so she ain't even living in America anymore. And you still living there, so you know. If you were not able to get it on or something like that, it wouldn't really, you know, it's not really like it was a betrayal of trust. I'm just saying, because you, you were really, I, you, you, that still no? Yeah. <clears throat> this is awkward. Uh, maybe I should just end this segment. <clears throat> segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 264 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. And I want to thank you guys very, very much for dropping by and giving me some of your time. I really, really appreciate it. My sass bastards in Canada, my sass bastards in the UK, my sass bastards in Australia, my American sass bastards, and my sass bastards all over the world. Thank you very, very, very much for all that you do. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Now, folks, uh, many people ask, where can I listen to the podcast? You can listen to this podcast any damn where. The home base for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. But this podcast is also on Stitcher Radio. This podcast is on iTunes. This podcast is on iHeartRadio. This podcast is every damn well. Essentially, all you have to do to find yours truly is go to Google or whatever you use to search crap and type in the S. Anthony Says podcast or S. Anthony Says or S. Anthony Thomas and bam, I'm right there, baby. I'm everywhere like oxygen. And I want to thank you for doing what you do. On social media, I exist on Twitter in two places. For me specifically, it's at S. Anthony Thomas. For the show specifically, it's at S. Anthony Says. Uh, On Facebook, all you got to do is look up S. Anthony Says. Bam, and there I am. Folks, if you want to send me an email directly to me with any questions, comments, or suggestions, or declarations of love, the email address is talktosanthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O, my name, S. Anthony, at gmail.com. More than anything, I want to thank you guys who are listening to me. I appreciate it more than you know doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to me on a treadmill, on a riding mower, walking down the street. Thank you for allowing me into your earbuds, into your minds, into your hearts. And thank you for spending this time with me. And thank you for telling as many friends as you have, as you have about this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. The growth is attributed to you being wonderful people. About 5% and 95% my sex appeal and genius. <laughs> it's my show. I can make whatever percentages I want. F y'all. much love to everybody and i'm gonna say goodbye right now the way i always say goodbye and i know you say it with me are you ready are you ready on the count of three cool one two three s anthony out